0: The Smile of the Reformation, written by Douglas Wilson. Pierre Viret, born in 1511, was an apologist, an orator, a humorist, and an economist, and he was far ahead of his time. In addition to all this, he was also a great theologian. A recent biography of Pierre Viret is subtitled A Forgotten Giant of the Reformation and that subtitle just about sums it up. We are so used to remembering the known giants of the Reformation, the likes of Luther and Calvin, that we sometimes forget they had peers. Viret was a close personal friend to Calvin, and they both owed a significant debt to the same man, William Farrell. Farrell was the man who had heard that Calvin was passing through Geneva on his way to a quiet life in a library somewhere, and persuaded Calvin to stay there to help with the work of reformation. Persuaded is a mild way of putting it. He predicted thunder and ruin if Calvin did not remain. And so it was that William Farrell scared Calvin into his prominent place in world history. Pierre Viret was a native Swiss, but had gone to the University of Paris. He was converted to the reformed faith while he was there and fled to his hometown of Orbe to get away from the persecutions that had broken out in Paris. Pharrell was the man who then called Viret to the ministry, and so it was that he preached his first sermon at the age of 20, in May of 1531. This was five years before Calvin was confronted by Pharrell. Under his preaching ministry at Orbe, Viret had the great privilege of seeing his parents converted and brought into the Reformation. Just as Calvin was associated with Geneva, so Vire was associated with Lausanne. The Genevan Academy is justly famous, but that academy was actually the stepchild of Viret's earlier work. Vire had founded the first Reformed Academy in Lausanne in 1537. That academy grew and flourished there, and in its heyday had about a thousand students. Some of its former students went on to write the Heidelberg Catechism, Ursinus and Elevianus, and the Belgic Confession, Debris, and Theodore Beza was the principal there. But Viret was up against a similar challenge as that which faced Calvin, the issue of state-controlled church discipline. Because Lausanne was under the city of Bern's authority, and because the civil authorities there would not permit church discipline apart from their review and permission, the result was continued moral corruption. For one glaring example, one man was running a prostitution ring out of his mother's home, and Berne prohibited withholding the Lord's Supper from him. According to one biographer, in his polemical writings, Virey was often to declare that the Bernese Pope in short frock, the absolute state, was a far worse enemy for the faith than the old Pope of Rome in his long gown. After many appeals, Virey decided that he simply needed to draw the line. He had the local authorities postpone a communion service so that he could examine and instruct those coming to partake. When the lords of Bern heard about this, they were outraged and demanded that Viret be sacked, which he then was. Viret then went to Geneva, and the entire faculty resigned in protest. As a result, a few months later, the Academy in Geneva was formed. In effect, the Lausanne Academy relocated, and a cloud of blessing with it. Ferrel mentioned earlier, was fully orthodox, but it must be acknowledged that his head was kind of on fire. Vire, by contrast, was much more even keeled. Although Vire was an effective polemicist and by no means an ecclesiastical pacifist, by the time he died in 1571, he earned the sobriquet, the smile of the Reformation. Vire knew how to be combative, but he was also entirely winsome. May his tribe return and increase. You've been listening to Here We Stand, a series of 31 short biographies on heroes of the Protestant Reformation. This podcast has been produced by Desiring God in partnership with Bethlehem College and Seminary. For more, visit desiringgod.org stand.